The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob and Chez Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week There's no better way to troll your Trump supporter friends than by picking up Bubble Genius's own tiny orange hand soap set Give yourself a hand or take two They're small, tiny in fact Teeny tiny. They're orange, of course, and smells appropriately of circus peanuts in honor of the GOP's clown dictator. Am I right, folks? Only $12 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code Bob and Chez at checkout, you'll get an additional 15% off only at BubbleGenius.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world, this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Right on! With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. I'm John Oliver. Thank you so much for joining us. And we begin this evening with the 2016 election, or as it's more commonly known, what did I do to deserve this? I always try to be a good person. Is this because I stole candy once in fourth grade? Please stop punishing us. 2016. This week saw the first presidential debate, where, as I'm sure you know by now, Donald Trump's performance consisted mainly of an incoherent jumble of sniffles and nonsense. Racist toddler coming out of dental surgery. And, and it all culminated in this amazing assertion. I think my strongest asset, maybe by far, is my temperament. I have a winning temperament. I know how to win. That is an incredible statement. If he had looked straight into the camera and said, I am a small Korean woman, it would have been more believable. And for the record, you can't incoherently rant about having the best temperament. That is a claim that disproves itself. It's like getting a forehead tattoo that says, I have excellent judgment. Get rocked in October. Get rocked in October. Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Wrong. It is Tuesday, Rocktober 4, 2016, and this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob Seska, and that is Chez Pazienza sitting right over there. Hello. Hi. Wrong. All right. Not gonna get sick of that. Wrong. Not how gonna many, get sick. How many? Uh, how many days until Christmas? Or in this case, Election Day. That election we can count Day. Down to. Are we? Uh, what? It's over. Thirty. Is it thirty-three days left to go? Thirty-three days. It's, um, it's obviously October four right now, and the election is November eight. So what? I don't know. Do the math. Thirty-four days. That's what I'm going with. I don't know. I'm a math stupid. We are brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. It's the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. Get free legal advice at thebowenlawgroup.com slash Bob and Chez. Or you can just click the link of the podcast page. It takes you right there. Get all the uh, delicious uh, legal advice that you'd like. I don't know why delicious was the adjective I chose, but you know what, what can I say? It's 7.30 in the morning. Okay, uh, lots to talk about today, and you know, we said this a little bit, we talked about this a little bit on uh, on Thursday, and it has to do with 
Trump and Trump's manners of speaking and gesturing, I'm finding myself, this, we're so deep into the election right now. That's what you're talking about. We got like, what, 34 days? <laughs> I'm finding myself doing like gestures. It's just like seeping into my brain. I'm finding myself doing uh, Trump-like gestures when I'm talking. I'm, I'm gesturing uh, extra heavily these days. I've got a heavy gesture flow, as they say. Uh, lots to talk about today. The vice presidential debate is, of course, tonight. Right, Mr. Trump? Wrong. Well, it is. It's on the calendar. Uh, that'll be Tim Kaine versus Mike Pence, and I'm already bored. I'm Tim already Kane. Bo- Tim Kaine will be wearing his uh, his <laughs> footy pajamas. That's right. Well, you know, I didn't I didn't cue up my uh, my Mike Pence sound. I don't have my Mike Pence sound queued up. Where is that? Where's my Mike Pence sound? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Tim Kaine will be going. Hey, guess what, guys? That's, I always envision Tim Kaine just running up to a group of people and saying, Hey, guess what, guys? I'm going to be in a debate. I'm going to be on TV tonight. <laughs> like, he's just like a little kid. I just yeah. I love Tim Kaine. Yeah. Um, just always very earnest and enthusiastic about wherever he is. So uh, that'll be tonight. Um, lots to talk about today. As I said, we uh, everything's looking okay. I, you know, I obviously my warning has always been don't get happy. Uh, with regard to the election, but you know things are looking pretty good. And and what I've been saying is that I, I think it's going to be very difficult for Donald Trump to overtake Hillary Clinton at this point, unless there is some big event that screws Hillary Clinton, because I, he doesn't have any other speeds right now. He doesn't have any other tricks in his in his uh, arsenal. He's no, just no. And I don't I don't want to get happy, but I do think that uh, that the people who are saying that particularly the the format of the next debate is going to throw him horribly. Yes, I think that's true. That's absolutely right. Yeah, I, mean, I think that I think that a because the format of the next debate requires him to really know a lot of subjects, even if it's just a little about a lot of subjects. Yeah. He has to be able to speak authoritatively and intelligently and articulately on on a host of things that might come up. You know, you because because with the town hall format, you're going to get somebody who's going to ask a, a, an obscure question about some piece of policy. And he's I mean, he can't even answer questions about the centerpieces of his campaign. <laughs> right. So you can only imagine what's going to happen when somebody gets up there and asks him about some far-flung piece of, you know, ephemera. Yeah, and apparently he's been doing debate prep with Chris Christie. Just, uh, I mean, very cursory stuff where Chris Christie's just peppering him with questions and he's responding to them. But what he's not accustomed to is that format. He hasn't been doing it. He hasn't been doing it at all, in fact, uh, with the, the town hall format where he doesn't have the podium to lean on. He doesn't have that. It's like a barrier for him. He needs that podium. That's his whole environment for doing his Donald Trump thing. And when he's out there just sitting on a stool, that's going to be really problematic for him because then he's going to have to get up and wander around. And then that's going to be it's not only going to be Trump ranting and saying obnoxious, horrible things. It's, It's going to be Trump doing uh even more gestures and doing full-bodied standing impressions of people specifically like hillary clinton like he did this manheim pennsylvania thing that he did saturday night which we're going to talk about on the show here in a second yeah that was that was a 
a meltdown. Yeah. Well, I mean, he actually did. He actually did a physical impression of Hillary Clinton of course, suffering of from pneumonia. Because because he can't um, he can't let any challenge go unanswered, and that's the reason why Clinton has been able to so get under his skin. Yeah, that's right. Because it's so he's so like she said oh, forever ago. He's so easy to bait. And he's so furious now that everyone is baiting him and he's, <laughs> yeah. he, he can't let it go unanswered. And, you know, the thing, the thing to keep in mind is that in addition to, uh, to him having such a difficult time with that format, I actually think that uh, – no, I know that that format is where Clinton is going to excel because I think, I think that when you get Clinton alone one-on-one with a person mm-hmm. – that's when she shines, when she can connect with a voter and she can allow it to come through. That Actually, she really does have a lot of compassion. She really is someone who can do what her husband did and feel, uh, you know, have empathy for a voter. And I think that that one-on-one, those one-on-one moments, I, I believe she's not going to have any, any real trouble with, whereas Trump is just going to be a bull in a china shop. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the only thing that could hurt Hillary Clinton at this point is, is in fact, getting happy. Where I think yeah. she's she's because she's leading now, and because the debate was such a disaster for Donald Trump, and especially the aftermath was such a disaster. Yeah, she she was she's but, on but the, the but the aftermath was a self inflicted disaster. That's oh yeah, the best part about it, he could easily have just said, oh, you know what, I shouldn't have done that. That's it. That's it, and it goes away. Goes away as a story. But of course, in Mannheim, <laughs> Pennsylvania, over the weekend, he was only set to deliver about nine minutes worth of prepared remarks, and instead he ended up going off prompter and just ranting Hmm. right and and so this is this is what he's not really going to be able to do at the town hall this is what he's not going to be able to do uh you know in interviews this is a situation where donald trump is going to be completely out of his element and thrown and hillary clinton now as i was starting to say before is that she's feeling really breezy she's she she, i'm just watching some of her stump speeches recently uh since the debate and she's just loaded with confidence right now and obviously the risk is getting too overconfident and uh but i think obviously she's well prepared and she's going to go into this debate uh firing on all cylinders and baiting this guy and and she's already starting to do it baiting him about his taxes and baiting him about the fact that he lost a billion dollars in in that with the the taj mahal and the trump casinos and all this crap about his taxes and not paying taxes and uh and and if she's just able to remain steady and and to push all of his buttons the next sunday's debate this in fact this coming up sunday night is going to be a beautiful thing to watch i'm really really very much looking forward to that but let's get down to this uh this rant this trump rant in Mannheim, pennsylvania in fact you know what i'm going to save this for later in the show i want to come back to this because this is this is something we can really sink our teeth sink our teeth into because not only uh did he just go off for it was literally an hour and a half what should have been nine minutes extended to an hour and a effing half the two things that he was talking about that were most obnoxious were he's still brooding about the debate again this is saturday night this is like what five five days after the debate still going off about his bum mike and lester holt and all of it just such a sore loser this guy is just so easily uh stirred up and effed with i mean it's so easy to yank his chain and press his buttons and then he just he can't stop talking about this crap. And then he also uh, attacked Hillary Clinton for having pneumonia, where he actually did 
as I said, he actually did a physical impression of Hillary Clinton stumbling at the car. Right. Yeah. And then continuing by saying that she doesn't have a temperament. He did the whole temperament rant as part of that, too, which is effing hysterical. And the, John Oliver just nailed it. I mean, say Donald Trump ranting about having a winning temperament, he said, is kind of like having a forehead tattoo saying, I have the best judgment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make any sense, but it doesn't matter. As we're going to learn today, as you may have read, and well, I know you did, Chess, because I, I found the article because you linked to it on Facebook, the mindset of a Trump supporter. None of these little details matter. To the, right. to the Trump supporter. They're in their own la-la land fantasy bubble of Donald Trump could do no wrong and Hillary Clinton is Satan yeah. <laughs> incarnate. And that's the universe they live in. So uh, anything that comes out of the debate, there's obviously nothing that Trump is going to do is going to uh, scare them away. Uh, but what he's really doing now is scaring away uh, the college-educated white women at this point who are, uh, in a lot of cases, going to swing the debate. And they're just running away from him in droves. The latest national polls has Hillary Clinton up by, I think, six points. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then in the Electoral College, uh, she's according to Nate Silver, she's at 310. Donald Trump's at 227. She's overtaken Trump in Florida and North Carolina and Nevada. Those are both pretty securely Hillary Clinton at this point. Uh, Ohio and Iowa keep waffling back and forth, but the polls only forecast has uh, Hillary Clinton ahead in North Carolina, Florida, and Nevada, which are, I'm mentioning the two, uh, or I'm mentioning those three states because those are the states that swung back to Trump prior to the debate that had us all all nervous and freaking out. But if if the election was held today, Hillary Clinton would not only win North Carolina, Florida, and Nevada, she would also win Ohio. So that's good news, and that would be uh, that would put her electoral total at three nineteen. No number is going to be high enough unless it's five thirty eight. Unless she gets five thirty eight, that's going to be enough for me, which will be an entirely blue map, and that's never going to happen. But I really sincerely believe, and especially after reading this profile of a Trump supporter in the Washington Post, I really believe that it's got to be such a significant blowout that these people just go back to right. their holes and and are marginalized once again. I mean, they're always going to be screaming about something or another, especially when she becomes president. It would be nice. I would love to think that. I would love to think that that's what they do, that they just vanish. But I don't know. Yeah. but And I also, also don't think it's going to be a blowout. I mean, I think, you know, you and I have talked about this. I think it deserves to, I think it deserves to be a blowout of f***ing epic proportion. Yeah, it really needs to be. It I, needs to be like a 30, you know, 30 percentage point blowout. But it's yeah. not going to be. Well, I mean, remember, at this point in time in 2012, I think there was maybe a two-point race between President Obama and, uh, and Mitt Romney at the time. In 2008, uh, it, it was maybe three or four points. Right now, Hillary Clinton is leading nationally by six points. And so how that translates to the Electoral College is, is pretty significant. I think that, that ends up putting, I think, I, I think Arizona is back into uh, the in-play category, as well as uh, Iowa being back there. I, I certainly hope that Iowa comes around, but it doesn't really matter at this point. And all she needs to do to win is, is get those, uh, those additional states. She's got Virginia tied up, so that's good. But, uh, but there are several states that would put her well enough over the top so that it's decisive. But now there are indications that Trump might not accept the results of the election. And I, I had this wild theory, and of course, this may not play out as I'm thinking about it, but you know, Trump's been talking about his post office pavilion 
uh, real estate development project there, where he's right, renovating. Yeah. The, he's going to mm-hmm. put a Trump facility there at the uh, the Thank old God. post office. I could totally see Donald Trump setting up like a shadow presidency, like a shadow White House just down Pennsylvania Avenue from the White House and and behaving as if he's the president and maybe like even starting a reality show or something where he's the president and he's reacting to all of the world events and trying to show up Hillary Clinton who may who's reacting in the real world and he's reacting in his own little fantasy world. For television, I mean, I can completely see that as a as a reasonable thing that Donald Trump would do, sure, or not, no, not a reasonable thing, a reasonable I, thing I, in his mind. Possible. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, he would try to operate sort of beyond the scope of what what normal presidential powers are. Yeah, but I mean, he would be he would be this shadow other second president, and there would be right. yeah. a considerable number of people. I mean, forty five percent, maybe forty one to forty five percent of the American people who voted for Donald Trump would actually support. The shadow Trump presidency. Sure. I mean, these are just uh, like I'm. I'm running through. Like, what are the predict? What are the unpredictable things that that he would do uh, in the event that he either wins or loses? What are some of the things that we can't foresee right now that we can't forecast? Okay. And there are lots and lots of things. And that's one of the things that's most scary about uh, about Trump actually winning are all the, the the crazy things that that we could never. We could never guess that he would do because there are things right. that he's done during the campaign, which he's he's clearly not forecasted or not uh, not projected that it was actually going to happen. But then he suddenly blurts out something crazy like like what happened to the debate, what happened to the debate aftermath. The, this is what makes his presidency or his would be presidency so dangerous. And uh, and so I'm trying to go through like what what might happen in the event, because at the debate, he said that he wouldn't he that he would absolutely accept the uh, the results of the election, but now he's kind of walking that back. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Depends on how it goes down. Oh, I mean, I, I don't think. I, I think that whoever it was who wrote that this would be the first presidential election in I don't know since forever, forever. I don't know uh, where somebody didn't concede. I think that's true. I, I think that if Trump loses, he's not going to concede. No, I don't think he'll concede. I mean, yeah, that that'll there's be the, no way he's going to concede. That'll be the least of what he does. He's going to file lawsuits. He's going to have uh, you know. It's just good. He's not going to go down easily, and especially yep. if the race is close. If Hillary Clinton, if something happens, and Hillary Clinton starts losing in Florida, North Carolina, uh, Ohio, and Nevada, and it just comes down to Virginia swinging the election this year. Um, there's going to be problems, which is one of the reasons why I've been really pushing for the idea of an electoral blowout. It really has to be decisive in that way. The good news is that the Republican establishment is uh, is so divided about Trump that it makes it very difficult for the Republicans to do something to rig the uh, the voting to somehow rig the elections, as we've seen, we obviously we saw in 2000, a lot of uh, uh, shenanigans and monkey business. I'm, I'm using all like 1940s colloquialisms today. Uh, lots of monkey business happening <laughs> the right. election yeah, in 2000, and I can totally see it happening again, but not this time, because yeah. I don't I don't think any Republican Trump, wants Trump's to Trump's wife, Trump. she's got some really great stems, huh? <laughs> exactly right. All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back. We're going to talk about, God, we got uh, so much to talk about. We're going to talk about this... Uh, this legislation that Congress passed, Obama vetoed, and they they overrode the veto, and then said, "Oh, wait a minute, 
We shouldn't have done that. We'll have that and more right after these words. Okay, you want to know the best way to support the show? The best way to support The Bob and Chez Show is to go shopping at Amazon.com using our Amazon link. Here's how you do it. Go to BobSeska.com and click the Amazon link in all caps just beneath the logo on the main page. The link takes you to the main page of Amazon.com as usual. You go shopping. We get a small commission from everything you buy. It costs you nothing extra, and it helps support the show. And if you run a small business and source your materials from Amazon, make sure to use the link for all your purchases. And don't forget to bookmark it. Thanks so much for supporting the show and our Amazon link. Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Welcome back to the show today. Thank you for joining us. A little bit of a programming note here. Uh, there will be no show on Thursday and no after party on Friday. I'm very, very sorry. I know. It's disappointing, isn't it? That is disappointing. Uh, but I, I, as I said on the after party on Friday, I have a... Uh, a birthday party. My mom's 70th birthday party is this weekend. Her birthday's on Thursday, but I got to fly back to uh, to, to Virginia and, and, and be there for the party because I've just been... I mean, those of you who've been following the show for a while now know that I've been uh, halfway around the world for the last six years, and that's made me sort of... I, not the black sheep, but certainly uh, someone who has not been able to attend lots of family gatherings. So this one I'm making a special point to do. And, and so I think I think everyone will survive and we'll be back on Tuesday with a recap of uh, Sunday night's election and all of that happy crappy. So uh, thanks for bearing with us on that. All right. So moving along here, I want to talk about this uh, briefly and then we'll get back into Trump crap. Um, Congress, <laughs> it's you know what? It's no fucking wonder why the United States Congress has approval ratings that are lower than cockroaches, hair lice, and colonoscopies, which is actually true. Um, Not too long ago, Congress finally passed something called the Justice Against Sponsors of Terrorism Act, or JASTA, or JASTA, however you want to pronounce that, JASTA. Um, The whole idea behind this is that it's legislation that would allow um, the families and victims of the 9-11 attacks or any uh, uh, foreign terrorist or foreign sponsored terrorist attack against the United States and and against United States uh, citizens to sue the sponsors of that terrorist attack. Uh, for damages in court. So basically, um, knowing that uh, that the Saudis somehow financed uh, the uh, the nine eleven attack, uh, then the victims of nine eleven would be able to sue Saudi Arabia for damages. So Congress passed this overwhelmingly. Uh, this legislation, it went to the president's desk. The president, looking at this thing rationally. And seeing what's all about without the concept of, oh, it's an election season and all of Congress is up for reelect, all of the House of Representatives is up for reelection, big chunk of the Senate. Um, yeah, I get that, but this is bad legislation. We're not going to pander. We're going to make sure that this, uh, this legislation gets killed. So the president vetoed the legislation, we sent it back to Congress, and uh, just the other day, by a vote of 97 to 1. The United States Senate voted to override the president's veto of this legislation. And that that wasn't the worst part. I mean, obviously, what we know about the legislation is that its very existence would endanger 
American soldiers. It would endanger the American government. Suddenly, American foreign policy would be run through uh, lawyers, which is not good. Instead of uh, the American government, American foreign policy, the, the Pentagon, our intelligence services, and certainly the White House conducting foreign policy and, and laying out uh, quid pro quo situations with some of our our allies, our you know people, people like Saudi Arabia, like it or not, and dealing with them and and reacting to actions by them run all entirely through the executive branch. But now there's going to be this other fourth branch of government, which are composed by lawyers uh, who are going to sue all of these countries. And, and so that, that screws everything up, just that alone. Right. But then also, you know, other countries, I'm looking at Iraq, I'm looking at Syria, I'm looking at some other nations, Afghanistan, certainly, where there are American troops, uh, certainly all of the places where we have American troops stationed, South Korea, et cetera, um, suddenly getting sued by either the governments of those countries, by people who are who are hit by collateral damage. I'm thinking drone attacks, um, compensation for that. Suddenly, American soldiers are dragged into court uh, at The Hague and suddenly yes. <laughs> sued. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I love, I love how Congress just, just, they didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like, oh, well, this thing could happen. Yeah, this exactly. Could, we could get sued too, idiots. <laughs> it's not even not even pondering that idea. And then, of course, meanwhile, back in April, I mean, this is a long time ago. It's long before the the legislation was passed, and long before the veto override. Saudi Arabia's foreign minister uh, pledged to sell, basically, sell off seven hundred fifty billion dollars in U.S. assets if the bill would pass. Jesus. Now, they haven't done it yet, but not only would that obviously hurt the Saudi Arabian economy, but it would also it would severely damage the American economy. I mean, that's a lot right. of T-bills. <laughs> you know, that's a lot of assets suddenly going up for grabs, destabilizing the economy and all of that. So that's another big downside. Yeah. And then here's what happens. This is the dumb part of all of this. I mean, <laughs> if, if the legislation itself wasn't dumb enough... So Obama sends this legislation back uh, after vetoing it, and uh, Congress votes overwhelmingly to pander, I mean, to uh, override the veto. And and then they realize, oops, oops, maybe we shouldn't have done this. So Mitch McConnell gets in front of a bunch of microphones with his turtly face, which is not (laughs) turtly enough for the turtle club, I might add. Uh, And he says, because everyone was aware who the potential beneficiaries were, but nobody focused on the potential downside in terms of our international relationships. And I just think it was a ball dropped. <laughs> the le- yeah. Passing the legislation, it would drop the ball, McConnell said. I wish the president, and I hate to blame everything on him, and I don't, but would have been, it would have been helpful had we had a discussion about this much earlier than the last week. So basically, thanks, Obama, for not stopping, not protecting us from ourselves. Right. Exactly. 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 Thanks, Obama, for not stopping us from passing something really effing dumb. And so freaking people, man. Yeah, completely. And this is the, the other weird thing about all of this is, of course, the president explained the legislation and why he vetoed it. He he attached to the vetoed legislation uh, a message from the president, and he details in a bunch of different, I think maybe a dozen paragraphs here, 
why Jasta is a terrible, terrible idea. Um, you know, just one thing after that. I think there was, a, I'm seeing three, four, five different points. No, it's like, I think four separate points as to why this is bad legislation. And explaining it in print, maybe he should have done a, you know, a primetime address on all the networks to explain it. Maybe that's what Mitch McConnell wanted instead of, you know, having to read words. Because that's what it was. It's just like, it's text. So maybe that scared away all of the members of Congress. Oh, you mean we got to read something? <laughs> we got to actually look yeah. at words, yeah, exactly. read letters. That's not what Trump would do. Trump wouldn't read, have us well, that's, read that's, words. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing that's always bothered me about Trump yeah. is that if he wins, it, it, it ushers in this, this, I mean, he's already done it, but it ushers in this this just era of just just visceral anti-intellectualism oh yeah where, absolutely oh, why, why, why read anything why why do this why why excel why be the best i can be when i can just be a you know a blithering idiot who bumbles my way through shit <laughs> yeah and that's exactly what he would do i mean he wouldn't put together a thoughtful letter explaining to congress the finer points and details the legal implications the foreign policy implications of a piece of legislation He'd be like you know what this is weak this is weak. Believe me, this is the weakest legislation I've ever seen. It's not great. It's not very tremendous. It's not very, very good. Believe me. Instead, it's just, you know, the, a, a competent president writes this out and makes an argument. For example, president wrote, uh, JASTA would upset longstanding international principles regarding sovereign immunity. I don't think Donald Trump knows what any of those words are. I mean, I don't think he I don't think Donald Trump knows how a bill becomes a law. I don't think Donald Trump knows states and capitals. I don't think Donald Trump knows eighth grade level things about how the government works. Does he know the three co-equal branches of government? Does he know that Congress is Article 1? Does he know that the presidency is covered under Article 2? Does he know how many amendments there are to the Constitution? Does he know how many amendments are in the Bill of Rights? Can he name five of the Bill of Rights amendments? I don't think so. I mean, does anyone believe that he could? And, and also, why haven't there been any of those questions? Why hasn't someone asked him, who's your favorite world leader? Or name, name three world leaders. I, you know, maybe I think Donald Trump would do, do okay with that. But some of the finer, like, civics points, like what are the things that an eighth grader would learn in a civics class, in an in a, uh, uh, American government class that Donald Trump just simply doesn't give a rip about? Right. Those are the questions that I would like to see asked. Donald Trump, what's the capital of Montana? <laughs> Donald Trump, that, by the way, that's a state that's going to vote for you. You better right. get it right. <laughs> Be like, you know what? These are stupid questions. These are ambush questions. I'm not going to answer any ambush questions. Yeah. Believe me. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> All right. Moving along. So that was just a dumb, dumb move by Congress, and we still have yet to see the full repercussions of this. What we do know, and what Paul Ryan has pledged, is that they are going to pass additional legislation to fix all of these problems. So all of this effort and time that went into passing the original bill, it gets sent back, vetoed, they override the veto, and then they're like, oops, oh, I guess we have to fix this now. I, mm -hmm. guess, I guess we have to build in some kind of immunity for our own people, which doesn't matter because we're talking about inter international law now. We're talking about things like sovereign immunity, and we're talking about lots of soldiers who are overseas. Lots of American diplomats, a lot of American personnel are overseas right now, 
and you know we're flying drone missions <laughs> so what about the pilots of the drones you know the, there are so many different aspects so many different layers to this that could go horribly wrong that congress just never really considered they never really thought about it and mm-hmm. and and you know it makes so much sense in the age of donald trump because this is the kind of behavior that's actually encouraged. This is the this is the kind of winning behavior yeah. that that gives us Donald Trump. This is the kind of winning behavior that uh, is involved uh, that isn't really uh, winning behavior at all. It's just completely psychotic behavior. Speaking of psychotic, um, coming up in the show, we're going to talk about uh, his rant and uh, Trump's rant in Mannheim, Pennsylvania, and uh, and oh my god. <laughs> The WikiLeaks October surprise turned out to be absolutely nothing. We're going to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, they're, they're taking a real cue from Trump on that one. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to talk about uh, WikiLeaks right after these words. Okay, let's talk about supporting independent media. For only $1 a month, you can help finance The Bob and Chez Show at patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. That's 12 cents per show. Go now to patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. That's P A T. R-E-O-N dot com slash Bob and Chez and sign up for $1 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, or $15 a month, or whatever you can afford. If you sign up for $5 or more, you'll get special Patreon-only shows like our post-mortem wrap-up show, the Not Safe for Work after-party show, and commercial-free, unbleeped versions of the free Tuesday and Thursday shows. Most of all, you'll be supporting a totally independent podcast not affiliated with corporate media. And if we reach our $7,500 per month goal, we'll bring you new shows five days a week, Mondays through Fridays. That's patreon.com slash Bob and Chez, or click the Patreon link at bobseska.com. Let's do this thing. Shove Bob and Chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go. Wrong. Subscribe to the Bob and Chez Show in the podcast section on iTunes. Okay, all right, here's the assignment. Here's your homework assignment for uh, the next couple of days. If you have an opportunity to go to iTunes and enter in uh, to iTunes under the Bob and Chez Show, give us a five-star rating and review. Just go do it. We haven't had any recent reviews in a, in a while, so what the hell is going on? What are you people doing with your free time, like living lives and things like that? Go to uh, iTunes and give us a five-star rating and review. It really, really helps the show. It helps our standing on iTunes, even though they're messing with their algorithm. I don't even know what that's about. And also, there's a bum mic. And also, the... Uh, <laughs> The system is rigged against me. No, seriously, <laughs> go go and take care of uh, take care of that little bit of business, if you will, and and we really really appreciate that. Also, the second half of today's show is brought to you by the BobSeska.com Amazon link. If you shop at Amazon, enter the site using our link just beneath the logo at BobSeska.com, and we get a small commission from everything you buy. It costs you nothing and helps support the show. Don't forget to bookmark it, and if you have a small business, feel free to source all of your materials through our Amazon link. Thank you uh, for doing that. Okay, so now uh, WikiLeaks, WikiLeaks, even if WikiLeaks had done what it had promised to do, which is to release some big October surprise, some big document dump that would have completely flummoxed Hillary Clinton's run for president, even if it had, I strongly believe that ultimately no one would have given a because no one takes WikiLeaks seriously anymore. I mean, we all know at this point. I mean, I think it's pretty well understood that WikiLeaks is merely a front for the Russian government. Yeah, oh, and, absolutely. It's a, it's a front for the Russian government. It's a front for you know hackers and anarchists. And yeah, it's just it's it's basically the alt right. So here's what happened this morning, though. <laughs> 
instead of actually releasing information and 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 holding a press conference to announce that information, etc., this is what happened at uh, you know what time? I don't even I can't even tell what time it was. But the tweet went out from WikiLeaks. It said during uh, due to security concerns at the Ecuadorian embassy where Julian Assange is. <laughs> is living right now julian assange's balcony announcement on tuesday has been canceled per wikileaks i know oh this is so sad they just canceled it there's nothing there's i mean it's not postponed it's not gonna happen later today it's not gonna happen there is no october surprise this is a big f you this is this is WikiLeaks and Julian Assange going, hey, everybody, look over here at me, and oh, never mind. <laughs> Such effing bull****. Meanwhile, they uh, released this article yesterday, and this is another thing where I've had to issue a, uh, a fatwa on my fucking Facebook wall saying, look, you share this article. I'm unfriending you because there are people out there. There are still Jill Stein people, Bernie or Bust people who were circulating this goddamn article yesterday. I must have unfriended 20 people in my Facebook feed yesterday for sharing this goddamn article. And the article is uh, from, of course, RT, Russia, was it Russia Today? Uh, Hillary Clinton considered drone attack on Julian Assange. That's the article from RT. The, the article says that Hillary Clinton wondered, uh, you know, as a way to stop the WikiLeaks uh, leaks, she she wondered out loud, can we just drone this guy? <laughs> We're just, actually, I actually think that's pretty funny. Which is, yeah, it's kind of funny. And then, and then of course, there's no evidence it's showing. Kind of thing, it's the kind of thing uh, uh, that uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus' character would say on Veep. Right, right. Selena Meyer. Yeah, when, and if she did say it, I'm sure it was just facetious. She's not, We're not going to send a drone to London to fire a Hellfire missile into the Ecuadorian embassy. Of course we are. Of course we are, because you know uh, that's what <laughs> yeah. uh, that's what Alex Jones and the alt right and everybody like them believe in their fucking fever dreams. This is yeah. This is exactly how crooked Hillary operates. We're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> launch a drone attack against London just to take out Julian Assange, who by this time anyway is completely marginalized and, and yeah. not taken the seriously. Delu- the delusions of grandeur of these people. Yeah, yeah. It's just dumb. She's not seriously pushing for the idea of a drone strike, if this quote is even genuine at all. Again, this is, this is WikiLeaks. This is Putin. This is RT. But fabricating, like weaving this web against Hillary Clinton with just no evidence whatsoever. And in fact, you know, Snopes has already said, look, this is unproven. This is an unproven claim. They went. Snopes did an extensive review of the story, going back to uh, you know the the true pundit uh, article about the uh, with the quote and uh, and and WikiLeaks involvement in all of this. It has no bearing whatsoever in reality. So the <laughs> the word from uh, Snopes is big red X next to the word big red letters unproven. Mm-hmm. So that is that. So please stop effing sharing this goddamn thing. Yeah, God, just staggering. Meanwhile, Donald Trump uh, doesn't pay federal income taxes or hasn't for a long time because he lost a billion dollars on Trump casinos. On casinos, no less. It is, you know, Chez, you've been to Las Vegas many, many times. I have. 
it's impossible. To, I mean, you have to really try to lose money with a casino. And and that's, of course, exactly what Trump did. His losses were so huge, according to this. Oh, oh, with a casino as opposed to at the casino. <laughs> at the casino. Right. No, okay. he actually owned the casino. I can, I can lose a lot of money at the casino. And then lost a lot of money in, in the process of, of doing right. that. And then he went on because of the way the tax code is designed. He was able to use, I think it's $960 million uh, was the total losses on the Trump casinos for this one tax year. He was able to take all of that money and uh, carry forward the losses so, as write-offs so that for the next 18 years after that, he very likely didn't pay any federal income taxes. Yeah. So he was able to reduce his, his declared income by uh, millions of dollars every year. I think it was something like, what was it, t- like $10 million a year, amounting to a 0% <laughs> effective tax rate on his tax returns. The other interesting thing about this is rumors are swirling all over the internets that Marla Maples is the one who might have leaked this document which would yeah, have been, I mean there's you, there's no proof of that but it's a fun little twist of the story yes yeah and and there is I think she tweeted something out that was kind of hinting that it may have come from her which would have been effing awesome and then of course uh Hillary uh was severely baiting Donald Trump and it's the perfect bait I think she asked the question which is an appropriate question what kind of genius loses one billion dollars in a year <laughs> <laughs> she said, uh, while millions of American families, including mine and yours, were working hard, paying our fair share, it seems he was contributing nothing to our nation. She continued, imagine that. Nothing for Pell Grants to help kids to go to college. Nothing for veterans. Nothing for our military. She called Trump a category by himself. Even within the quote-unquote cowboy culture of big business, Clinton ridiculed the real estate mogul for losing money in the lucrative casino industry, trying to frame his tax avoidance as the deft maneuvering of a savvy businessman. He's taking corporate excess and making a business model out of it, she continued. He abuses his power and games the system and puts his own interests ahead of the country. It is Trump first and everyone else last. So that's great. That's an excellent <laughs> way to go after him. And one that he's going to have to respond to. If he said, what kind of genius, if she says to him during that debate Sunday night, what kind of genius loses a billion dollars in a single year? He is going to start ranting. Yeah, of course. That's and, it exactly. She hit, she hit him where it hurts. Right. And, and that's the whole tax thing has started to open up the, um, <laughs> Uh, has started to open up the sort of line of attack on him because I mean both Colbert and Seth Meyers, which admittedly look there, you know, I don't think they influence the election for, yeah. But I do think that if there is enough of a sort of cultural uh, shift in the narrative, that I then I think that does start to matter. And to the the line of attack that both of those guys have gone on, and that I know Clinton is kind of hinting at, is that he's he's not rich. I mean, he's rich, but he's nowhere near as rich as he says he is. Yeah, no, that's, because I think that I think that's the place to hit him that absolutely more than anything else hurts the hardest. And I think he has proven that by the fact that this, you know, the silly thing to bring up, but during the um, 
Comedy Central roast of him, the one subject that was off limits, the one subject that no one was that was in writing that nobody could joke about was whether or not he really is as rich as he says he is. Oh yeah, because he's not. Because that's the thing he's most insecure about. And I think that if you open that line of attack and you begin hit, hitting him there, he will respond. Yeah. He will lash out. He will lose his fucking mind. Well, not just his political career, but also his business career is entirely predicated on the idea that he can he can pick a winner when he sees it. That right. he himself is a winner. That his yeah. word is golden. Like when he says it's Trump steaks are the best steaks. Right. Uh, believe me, and they're the greatest in every sense of right. the word. And he's and he's a winner. Like you said, winning temperament. He is always winning. Yeah. And and but when he when he's called a loser for losing a billion dollars in a single year, he's going his face is going to melt off. It he, is. He's going to go completely apoplectic yeah. in a town hall setting I mean, where it's, there it's pe- aren't going to be people to cheer him on and egg him on. That's that's right. That's right. It's not going to be one of his usual you know crowds full of idiots to to bolster his attack lines. Yeah. You know. Um, but but I think that yeah I think that he's he is somebody who's so easy to play, and I think that that that's Clinton is she knows what to do in that respect she knows how to hit him she oh, knows yeah. how to hit him hard and then kind of walk away because as he has proven especially during that last debate as he's proven he doesn't he he cannot let go. Of, go of a grudge. Yeah. He can't do it. I mean, Jesus Christ, he, apropos of nothing, was talking about Rosie O'Donnell. Mm-hmm. Somebody from like, he got into a fight with, what, 10 years ago? Because he's never let it go. <laughs> he doesn't let anything go. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about him is that you can play him, you can bait him. Yeah, I mean, that debate will all boil down to, for him at least, it all boiled down to, Rosie O'Donnell's a loser. She's a fat loser. Yeah, and that's... <laughs> That was his excuse for everything. Rosie O'Donnell's a loser. Oh, and by the way, I didn't pay taxes for 18 years. It's because Rosie O'Donnell's a loser, believe me. Yeah. It's like, Jesus God. Here was uh, Donald Trump in 2011 talking about the 47% of Americans who don't pay federal income taxes. This is on Fox and Friends, and we're gonna, the first voice we're going to hear is uh, the uh, adult Manchichi, Brian Kilmeade. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people in this country, over half don't... Oh, I take that back. That's that's Ducey in the box talking there. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people in this country, over half don't even pay any federal taxes, so he's really oh, talking about you. You're going to have to sacrifice more. Well, you know, I don't mind sacrificing for the country, to be honest with you. But, you know, you do have a problem because half of the people don't pay any tax. And when he's talking about that, he's talking about people that aren't also working, that are not contributing to the society. And it's a problem. But we have 50 percent. It just hit the 50 percent mark. 50% 50% of the people are paying no tax. Yeah. Yeah. How about wow. that? And he's part yeah. of that 50%, exactly. isn't he? Exactly. He's a freeloading piece of <laughs> Jesus God. All right. Another break. We're going to come back and talk about his uh, his rave out in, in Mannheim, Pennsylvania over the weekend. That's uh, right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? 
So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. All right, welcome back to our Tuesday show. Thank you for joining us. No show on Thursday, sorry. Let's get into it here uh, with the Donald Trump. Uh, God, for nine minutes. He was supposed to talk for nine minutes. Ended up going off for an hour and a half among so many things. He uh, he's still he's still pissed off. First of all, he's pissed off about about the debate. He's pissed off about the microphone. Yeah. Five days after the goddamn thing, like a whiny diaper baby, like a guy, like just such a sore effing loser. Can't let go. One excuse after another why he couldn't hack the debate and his microphone was bad. You know what? Is anyone saying, uh, you know what? His microphone was weird, by the way. I didn't hear there was nothing wrong with his microphone over the TV feed. That's for sure. And uh, I'm, I'm not hearing anyone saying anything about the microphone quality in the room. Maybe he couldn't personally hear the sound of his own voice because the positioning of the speakers or something like that. But that's on him. You're not when you're on a stage. You're not supposed to have all that feedback coming back toward your microphone. It's supposed to be directed out toward the audience. So you can't hear yourself. You're not supposed. It's not like uh, it's not like Ches and I doing the podcast. You're wearing headphones and we hear our voices directly into our ears. It's not like that. So I don't know. This is just such bull****. He's just making it up. Here's here's Donald Trump in, in Mannheim, Pennsylvania, just unable to accept the fact that he lost the debate badly to a girl. <laughs> Too bad. So let's not forget the other night. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to remind you. A recent <laughs> debate, which I think I won, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah. Even though they gave me a bum mic. Okay, so how many people, did you see that they call it the commission on the debates, the commission? <laughs> yeah, the you commission. Know, commission. God. The they commission. did a great job. I go to Mike's all the time. Yeah, they, it's a commission. It's a commission on debates. What is that? Debates. What is that word, debates? I don't know what, I don't know what that word means. Commission, commission, debates. <clears throat> this, is, this is like, here's a word. I'm going to say it a bunch of times. You're supposed to be offended by this word. Commission. Boo! Commission, boo! Commission. What? The mics are working. Here we have the Commission on Presidential Debates. <laughs> Big fancy name. And <laughs> Big fancy name, Commission. Listen oh, God. Him. Listen to him. He can't. He. This, this is what every one of his campaign stops is like. He has to play off of the crowd. He's basically like, he's an insult comic. Yeah, he, he is. Know, he's a comedian. He's doing... Uh, you know, he's doing a shtick. He's not actually uh, addressing anyone or addressing anything. He's just, you know, he's just, in, you know, what do you think about that? Hillary Clinton, she's awful, isn't she? You know, that's it. <laughs> right. The commission. There's something wrong with the word commission. I don't, you're not supposed to like the word commission, people. 
You understand that, people? Don't even like that word. Don't like that word. Too many consonants, too many vowels in there, too many syllables. Commission, that's three syllables. I only like words with two syllables. It's more American, believe me. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. They gave me a bum mic. Bum mic. And I've got to scream into the mic, and I've got friends in the audience, and they keep going like this. What's going on? They gave me a bum mic. So how many people? Yeah, Trump really hates screaming at the audience, screaming in a microphone. He's totally against that. In this room, think that maybe that was done on purpose. Conspiracy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. Where's our And the head man, after an hour and a half, and it's over... And I got great praise, people coming up. Now, I got great praise until what happened. One minute later, (laughs) all of the dopes that work at CNN, and they said, no, Trump lost. They start screaming. I don't even think half of them watched because they want to change the narrative. But you watch that, and if you watch that without being influenced (laughs) by these phony pundits, (laughs) and don't forget, folks, They've been calling us wrong. So it's just like throwing a random believe me in there. These, yep. these phony pundits, believe me, believe and me. they called it wrong, believe me. God, whatever. <laughs> it's just, I, I, will be, I will just be so glad. I just pray yeah. that she stomps his dick in the dirt. Yeah. And then, and then after, uh, you know, after November, I don't have to hear from this fucking asshole anymore. Well, here's the uh, clip of him going off about Hillary Clinton's. Uh, uh, he was Im- imitating her, like her walk to the car when she had pneumonia, nearly passed out, and uh, and then talking about how uh, she's got <laughs> talking about her stamina again. He just loves that word stamina. By the way, stamina three syllables, just like commission. That's a fancy word, stamina. But he's not going to go off about stamina. He loves that word. That's all we have left is crooked Hillary. <laughs> I mean, here's a woman <laughs> that's supposed to fight Putin. Putin. Right. <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ. This, this, you know, this fucking Nuremberg rally anymore. Oh, no. Really? It's just, I'm just, ugh. <laughs> Jesus. Here's a woman... <laughs> Who's supposed to fight trade deals in China? They're ripping us like nobody's ever ripped us in the history of the world. Here's (laughs) a woman that's supposed to be fighting Putin. Putin. Here's a woman that has given Barack Obama such bad advice that I guarantee you, if he had the choice to do all over again, Mm -hmm. go back years, he would have never picked her as Secretary of State. She's been a disaster. Everything she's done has been bad. It's ended in... Huge financial loss and death. And I mean death on both sides. Death on both sides. You look at what's going on in the Middle East. When they bomb these cities and they're leveled, you can imagine how many people die. She has been a disaster. But here's a woman. She's supposed to fight all of these different things. And she can't make it 15 feet to her car. Give me a break. Give me a break. Give me a break. She's home resting right now. She's getting ready for her next speech, which is going to be about 15 minutes, and it's going to be in two or three days. (laughs) Folks, we need stamina. We we need energy. We need people that are going to turn deals around. We can't let China take advantage of us anymore. And we have the piggy bank. 
We have the advantage. All right. And by the way, don't worry. You know, they like to talk about temperament. You know, that's the word they got God, from go. Madison Avenue. Let's see. How can we attack Trump? I have a great temperament. I have, in my opinion, it's, my, it's like one of my strongest things. No. I have a winning temperament. Mm -mm. But you know how they choose it? We have a winning temperament. Because our country does... What, you know, what does that even mean, a winning temperament? I, I just want to know. I mean, temperament is about your ability to control your mood. Isn't that understand. what that is? And it doesn't matter because his audience doesn't understand. They don't give a shit either, so... No. No. Certainly not his audience. <clears throat> you know, we never got to this uh, this profile of a Trump supporter in the uh, free part of the show. It's in the Washington Post, and uh, I wrote about it a little bit for Salon which should be out today. I don't know when that article is. It's supposed to be out this morning, and it's not up yet. But when it does, you can go read it and find out about this uh, this woman named Melanie Austin who's just out of her mind for Donald Trump. I mean, just so disturbing to read <laughs> how much she loves Big Daddy. She calls Trump Big Daddy. Yeah, that is a that's a really terrifying, terrifying article. Yeah, but it's a it's a perfect it's just a perfect illustration of that kind of Trump supporter. Yeah, and the use of mentally social... unhinged. I love the whole I love the whole running gag about how she's looking for her cigarettes. Yeah, she has a uh, homicidal ideation. That was the diagnosis from psychiatrists after she was committed for a uh, Facebook rant. Believe it or not, she was involuntarily committed. Involuntarily committed, and. Uh, what she, one of the things she was saying on Facebook was that Obama should be hanged outside the White House, and then the White House should be fumigated for some reason, and then burned to the ground. So make sure before you burn the White House to the ground, make sure to fumigate it, just in case anything survives the fire, you can nip that in the bud before lighting the fire. Yeah. yeah but this was her idea. That's not pretty. <laughs> yeah. And she can't find her cigarettes either. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's so illustrative of the bubble mentality on Facebook. And there are millions of people just like her, and they all conglomerate together on Facebook. And yeah. therefore, the consensus equals fact. Like, because there's a bunch of people who are as psychotic as she is, that means everything they say must be true. If they agree on Trump, it all must be true. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's exactly the way it is. All right, Postmortem Show is next. Sign up at patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. You can listen to the Postmortem Show. You can listen to the After Party. You can listen to a commercial-free, uh, unbelieved version of this show. That's uh, patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. See you later, folks. Bye-bye.